We're in 1 Corinthians. Chapter 16. I can't believe this second day of August. This year is almost gone. All right, chapter 16 of 1 Corinthians. And now concerning the collection for the saints, as I have given order to the churches of Galatia, even so do ye. Y'all do the same thing. Upon the first day of the week, let every one of you lay by him in store, as God hath prospered him, that there be no gatherings when I come. And when I come, whomsoever you shall approve by your letters, them will I send to bring your liberality unto Jerusalem. And if it be meet or suitable that I go also, they shall go with me. Now I will come unto you when I shall pass through Macedonia, for I do pass through Macedonia. And it may be that I will abide, remain, yea, and winter with you that you may bring me on my journey whithersoever I go. For I will not see you now by the way, but I trust to tarry a while with you if the Lord permit. But I will tarry at Ephesus until Pentecost. For a great door and effectual is opened unto me. And there are many adversaries. Now if Tim Timotheus come, see that he may be with you without fear, for he worketh the work of the Lord as, also, as I also do. Let no man therefore despise him, but conduct him forth in peace, that he may come unto me, for I look for him with the brethren. As touching our brother Apollos, I greatly desired him to come unto you with the brethren, but his will was not at all to come at this time, but he will come when he shall have convenient time. Watch you, stand fast in the faith, Quit you like men, be strong. Let all your things be done decently with charity. I beseech you, brethren, ye know the house of Stephanus, that it is the first fruits of Achaia, and that they have addicted themselves to the ministry of the saints. That ye submit yourselves unto such and to every one that helpeth with us and laboreth. I am glad of the coming of Stephanus and Fortunatus. And Achaicus, for that which was lacking on your part, they have supplied. For they have refreshed my spirit and yours. Therefore, acknowledge ye them that are such. The churches of Asia salute you. Aquila and Priscilla salute you much in the Lord with the church that is in their house. All the brethren greet you. Greet you one another with an holy kiss. The salutation of me, Paul, with mine own hand. If any man love not the Lord Jesus Christ, let him be anathema, maranatha. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you. My love be with you all in Christ Jesus. Amen. Now, let's go back here on verse 1. I doubt we'll get every one of these tonight, but we'll get some of it. <clears throat> now, Concerning the collection for the saints. 
as I have given order to the churches of Galatia, even so do ye. Now you need your map in your head now. Get your map of the Middle East in the time of Paul. You know, you've always got down here on the lower right, you've got Jerusalem, Dead Sea, Jordan River, Sea of Galilee. Then as you go up the coast, there's Damascus. And then as you go on up, then you see in Turkey and Asia Minor. Uh, then you've got over to the left, you've got uh, uh, Greece, Macedonia. Ephesus is over here, Macedonia is over here. Greece is down here, Corinth right here. And then Italy over that way. Anyway, the churches of Galatia are up here to the right on the western end of Asia Minor. Galatia was a big province of Asia Minor. And he always addresses the churches of Galatia. In the book of Galatians he does. Because there's several of them. Uh, He says, now, concerning the collection of the saints. Now, I'm not going to say, I'm not going to tell you what I'm telling you now in order to get somebody turned against foreign missions. You don't find near as much about foreign missions in the New Testament as you do about helping out poor churches. And it kind of seems like that most of us are not very tuned in to helping poor churches. And much more tuned in to foreign missions. Well, that's really not the emphasis of the New Testament. All of it needs to be done. But anyway. So now this is a collection for the saints in Jerusalem. Jerusalem at this time is the poorest of the churches. Why? Well, because of the government and because of the persecutions and the dispersion. And so scattering of the Jews and all, and the persecutions especially. So, very poor church. Now, I know some of these hot dogs, the preachers, they got big big churches and big congregations and big money. Well, I say, all you little churches just ought to close you up because you ain't doing nothing like we are. Well, it remains to be seen what you are doing. Most of the cases I know of, you're destroying the truth if you ever had any. I don't see the truth being carried on much more than by small churches. And it's always been that way. Anyway, so he says, I've given order to the churches of Galatia to do this in an orderly way, but to do it. And even so, you all do, just like the Galatian churches. Now, when are we going to do this, Brother Paul? Upon the first day of the week. Let every one of you lay by him in stores. God hath prospered him, that there be no gatherings when I come. Well, collection and gatherings and uh, the same word. Actually, the word that we get thesaurus from. 
Well, what is a thesaurus? It's a collection of alternative words to use. All right. Now, upon the first day of the week, I thought I'd do this. What is the first day of the week? Well, huh? You know, we've got seven days, right? We may be correct that our Sunday is the first day of the week. I don't know that we are. I haven't been able to trace it from the Garden of Eden all the way. Have you? And I don't know anybody that's been there all along. With all of the upheavals we've had and chaos and all of that, I don't know that this is the actual day. Could that be why the Bible never talks about Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday? You just can't find those words in the Bible. Well, of course, you've got all kinds of languages, but Latin is where most of our days, or about all of them, have come from. Of course, Greek there, but Latin and Greek, they, the same, they had the same pretty much paganism and heresies. Sunday, here's the Latin. Dies solis. Day of the sun. Monday. Dies lunae. Day of the moon. Tuesday. Dies martis. The day of Mars. Wednesday. Dies mercurii. Mercury. Thursday. Dies Uus. Uh, Jupiter. See, they don't have a J in Latin. Jupiter. Jupiter. Friday. Dies Veneris. You know where we get the word venereal from? From the Latin venerus. Everybody know what venereal disease is? And we get that word. Venerus is the word where we get venereal. Well, what about that? What's the connection? Here's the connection. Dies venerus is Aphrodite. The fertility goddess of Rome. Also, Frig and Freya. Say, well, what does fish have to do with all that? The statues of Aphrodite, most of them have a big fish on the head. Because fish are pagan fertility 
symbols. So there we have Freya is a Babylonian goddess of fertility. You think it's an accident that the Catholics eat fish on Friday? And what's that costume that Pope wears? Fish head. Anyway, Saturday, Diaz Saturni, Saturn. None of these names are ever used in the Bible. All you get is the first day, second day, third day, fourth day, fifth day, sixth day, seventh day. It's all you ever get. Now look over at Deuteronomy real quick, chapter 4. Verse 15. And the Lord commanded me at that time to teach you statutes and judgments that you might do them in the land within, whither you go over to possess it. Take you therefore good heed unto yourselves. For you saw no manner of similitude or likeness on the day that the Lord spake unto you in Horeb out of the midst of the fire. Lest you corrupt yourselves and make you a graven image the similitude or likeness of any figure, the likeness of male or female, the likeness of any beast that is on the earth, the likeness of any winged fowl that flieth in the air, the likeness of anything that creepeth on the ground, the likeness of any fish that is in the waters beneath the earth. And lest thou lift up thine eyes unto heaven, and when thou seest the sun and the moon and the stars, even all the host of heaven, Shouldst be driven to worship them and serve them, which the Lord thy God hath divided unto all nations under the whole heaven. And what do we have for every day of the week? The host of heaven. Now, for all practical purposes, this is Wednesday. But Wednesday is the third day of the week. No, fourth day of the week. Yeah. Do you see why the Bible doesn't put any day day names or month names in the Bible? It doesn't matter where you are. But let's just figure that the days are right. So why would Paul say the first day of the week? Because that's the day the churches were meeting. Look at, uh, well, we can see some references the first day. Look at John 20.
Verse 1, the first day of the week cometh Mary Magdalene when it was yet dark unto the sepulcher, and seeth the stone taken away from the sepulcher. Now there's first day. In verse 19 of that same chapter, then the same day at evening being the first day of the week, when the doors were shut where the disciples were assembled for fear of the Jews, came Jesus and stood in the midst and said unto them, Peace be unto you. In verse 26, And after eight days again his disciples were with within and Thomas with them, then came in. All right. Now look at Revelation 1. Verse 10, John said, I was in the Spirit on the Lord's day. And then Acts 20. Acts 20 and verse 7. And upon the first day of the week when the disciples came together. That's what's going on. On the first day of the week. All right. Why am I doing all that? Because he said the first day of the week. Now, you know, we, we had a family visiting here. And they'd visited for a long time. And they quit. Ivana. You know why? I think it's her sister or his sister. They're involved in the first, in the Seventh-day Adventist. And the whole thing is over meeting on Saturday instead of Sunday. Well, they say, well, that's not much. Well, actually it is. The reason that they began meeting on the first day of the week is because that's when Christ arose from the dead. Just how much importance do you put on the resurrection of Jesus Christ. It is all important. And if the resurrection be not true. Then are we of all men most miserable. And we are yet in our sins. So we, the churches, early churches did. And we do. Now. They say. Seventh day Adventists. You can get them on the internet and all. They'll talk about Constantine. Well it is true. That Constantine in the 4th century, about the year 321 A.D., when he's now the sole emperor of Rome, or Rome, Rome, ain't much, much of a room, was it? Rome. Anyway, he's sole emperor. Now he is the... Supreme Pontiff of Mithraic sun god worship. Persian sun god worship. You hear the Pope at Rome called the Supreme Pontiff. When he's doing something on the news and they'll talk about now the, the Pontiff speaks. That's the same name, title, that Constantine, the so-called great, that he had as the head of the Mithraic sun god worship. Now, they say he became a Christian. That's a lie. He, he was a politician. 
he used Christianity to further his goals. And in 321, he declared Sunday to be the day that most work had to cease. He did do that. But why did he do that? He wasn't a believer. Why well, he, he never... He never even got baptized. They believe baptism saved you. He never even got baptized until he was on his deathbed. And some of the old woodcutting drawings, they, they prove that he's already dead before they ever sprinkled water on him. He never, was, he never did become a, become, become a Christian, a believer. So why would he choose that day? Well, it just so happens that Sunday was Dies Solis, the day of the sun. Now that had nothing to do with the Lord. That was totally the pagan slant of that day. All right. But the believers, they're meeting on that day. He's a politician. He's got to bring them both together. So he declares Sunday the day. He didn't make, he didn't make it the day for us to worship. They were already doing it. Had been doing it for 300 years. He just cabbaged in on the politics of it. And he made both pagans and Christians happy for that. So that's all it was. Now. It's not a light thing. It's over the resurrection of Jesus Christ. The first Sabbath was Saturday. It was in in honor of the creation. This one is in honor of the resurrection, which is the greatest of all of the works of God. All right. So let every one of you on the first day of the week, let lay by him in store, that's that same word for Thesaurus, as God hath prospered him. So does that teach against tithing? I don't know whether it does or not. I don't think it does. I think tithing is where a child of God ought to begin. But if you're, if you're a child of the grace of God, saved by the grace of God, if tithing is all you do, are you still under the law? That's where you start. That's how you tell what you're given. But even under the tithe, under the law, Levitical law, Malachi, God said, you've robbed me in tithes and offerings. That's above the tithe. So, say, well, I don't ever give an offering, but I always give my tithe. Then you routinely never give an offering to the Lord. That's what, that's what you're doing. I always give a tithe, but I never give an offering to the Lord. How does that sound? For a child of the grace of God, it doesn't sound very good. That there be no gatherings when I come. I want this thing settled. And when I come, whomsoever you shall approve by your letters, them will I send to bring your liberality unto Jerusalem. Now that tells us where this 
these offerings are going to go to Jerusalem. And your liberality. Now, we don't like the word liberal. Generally, the, the word liberal is something we shy away from. But in this respect, your liberality is your willful giving. That's your liberality. And so that's what he's saying that they're going to take to Jerusalem. And if it be meet or suitable that I go also, they shall go with me. So if you're going to need me to go with you, I'll be glad to go. But now, now from Corinth to Jerusalem is quite a trip. The way they had to travel. I mean, by donkey, by foot, or by raft. It was quite a, quite a trip. It was quite a deal. They didn't have U.S. Post Office. And if it be, let's say, now I will come unto you when I shall pass through Macedonia. For I do pass through Macedonia. Well, I believe he's at Ephesus when he's writing this. Well, Ephesus is over here, Western Asia Minor, and Macedonia is over here, and then Corinth is down here. So, so he said, I'll come that way. I do pass through Macedonia. Now, you've got to get your, your maps in the same time period. Uh, Macedonia now is a small country. Back then it was a lot larger, had a lot larger borders. The geography is the same, but just the borders are different. And it may be that I will abide, that is remain, yea, and winter with you. Well, they're not going to walk, walk the roads in winter, cold, windy, snow, ice, uh, that you may bring me on my journey whithersoever I go. Now, wh wherever he would go after that, Paul didn't have a 10-year plan. He followed the leadership of the Lord, <laughs> wherever that would bring him. And so, for I will not see you now by the way, but I trust to tarry a while with you, if the Lord permit it. But I will tarry at Ephesus until Pentecost. At least I'll be there till the Feast of Pentecost. Until that time. For a great door and effectual is opened unto me. And there are many adversaries. Well, we think adversaries is a reason to leave. <laughs> Paul said it's a reason to stay. <laughs> Well, all gone usually like to argue. I've heard that many times through the years. No, I just figure that the truth is worth contending for. Don't you? Amen. Paul did. He said there are many adversaries. That means against the truth. That's got the word anti in it. Adversaries. And there's many of them. Fighting the truth. You think they're fighting the truth today? Oh, sure they are. 
Sure, they are all over. It's, it's not getting less. It's getting worse. I'll tell you what, there, there's, everything's being questioned now. Everything's been, been put up uh, as mythological in the Bible. I mean, there is an all-out attack on the Word of God. Well, there was then, and there he is now. But on all of these tall, uh, internet things, they're there every day. And there are many adversaries. Now if Timotheus come, see that he may be with you without fear. For he worketh the work of the Lord as I also do. Now I don't know what was going on with Timothy. The only thing I can figure out, he says, let no man therefore despise him in verse 11. Look at 1 Timothy 4. Verse 12, let no man despise thy youth, but be thou an example of the believers in word, in conversation, in charity, in spirit, in faith, and in purity. So he, he cautions Timothy, let no man despise your youth. Uh, and how can I do that? By setting an example. Be an example. Faith, love, all of those things. So, I don't know, maybe maybe some of them just hadn't come to the right opinion of Timothy. But he cautions them, let no man despise him. But conduct him forth in peace. Help him, bring him forth in peace. Help him on his way forth. That he may come unto me, for I look for him with the brethren. I want to, I want to see him with me. We've got, we've got things to do. And that's touching our brother Apollos. Now, because of what I get in these other remaining verses, I believe that's the Apollos of Acts 18. When Priscilla and Aquila called him aside to declare unto him the way of God more perfectly. So evidently, Apollos now is a, a brother. He said, I greatly desired him to come unto you with the brethren. But his will was not at all to come at this time, but he will come when he shall have convenient time. So that means that Paul is not the absolute boss. Uh, they have the right to exercise their own uh, understanding of the will of God, the spirit of God. He said, now when he gets ready, he'll, he'll come on. He'll do what's right. Now watch you. This is to all of them at Corinth. Men, women, watch you. Stand fast in the faith. Be unmovable. Thessalonians said, be unmovable. Stand fast in the faith. Quit you like men, be strong. Well, men means that they waver. And you wait. You wait till you see 
things get rough. And you're going to find people say, oh, well, I, I, I'm not going to take a chance on that. I'm, I'm, not going to, I'm not going to say anything. I'm not going to do that. I uh, heard somebody on the Facebook talking about our Constitution declares that Congress can't make any laws about us conducting our religion, serving the Lord. And that's what, that's what the Constitution and the Bill of Rights is all about. Not limiting us, but limiting the government. And look what they're doing now. They're using the FBI to prosecute uh, Donald Trump. The FBI and the Department of Justice and all of those people. I mean, they're, they're enemies of the United States. So, do they respect the Constitution? Absolutely not. They're trying their best to get rid of it. And that's the only thing that keeps us going. When I first came here in 1971, I started telling the folks, the only thing that is preserving us, that we have the right to assemble here in this place as our church, and worship the Lord in the spirit and in the truth. The only thing preserving us is the Constitution and the Bill of Rights. I mean, I, I started that in 1971, folks. I didn't just come to this. I've known this the whole time. There's no doubt in my mind that the movement was against. Well, you, I could just see it. Not only was it in politics, it was in the churches. Somebody put the Baptist uh, preservation thing, put some pictures and a story up about the first Baptist church in downtown Lexington. Anybody see that? Well, the first Baptist church, that's the one that started Ashland Avenue. Back in 1916, they came from the traveling church. J.W. Porter was a pastor down there. J.W. Porter is the one that along with Clarence Walker, they got J.M. Carroll to write the trail of blood and then, then to print it and then to distribute it. J.W. Porter was a Baptist. And then George Ragland followed J.W. Porter at First Baptist Church. And I put up there, he was the last sound preacher they had. Now, some of them haven't got in on that. Say, oh, you're bad mouthing. I'm telling the cotton picking truth, is what I'm telling. I'm telling the historical truth. And somebody needs to know it. I'm going to die and not tell what I know. I'm not going to do that. He was the last sound preacher. Uh, his widow uh, gave Bobby Lakes all or part of Ragland, George Ragland, uh, his library. Uh, I know it's what I know he did. I talked to him anyway. Did back then. But First Baptist Church, and I said. I said on there, I said, 
the namesake church of J.W. Porter, which is Porter Memorial Baptist, they're not recognizable as a Baptist church. And they haven't been for a long time. Anybody remember? Uh, it was a couple. There was members here. Uh, Frida. Do you remember? Frida and her husband. They were here. She was a decorator out at Duval Paint Company. And then her son was here. Uh, anyway, they left because of their daughter-in-law. Their daughter-in-law hated me and hated what I stood for. And uh, they told them that she told them if, if they continued to bring her child to Sunday school here, she'd stop her from bringing her anywhere. So she could go to Porter Memorial, but not here. Well, I told them, I said, that's a heretic church. We won't be able to grant a letter. I said, I will call and talk to him. And I can't think of his name. I think he's out at, at uh, Highlands Baptist Church out off, off Georgetown Road now. But anyway, uh, he retired. and went by, I think he went back out there. He, or he may not be there now. But anyway, I called the pastor there. I could not find one Baptist doctrine we agreed on. And he's a pastor of J.W. Porter, Porter Memorial Baptist Church. And I, and about, he's the one that he said, I asked him about the trailer blood. He said, oh, yeah, I said, that whole thing's wrong. I said, well, if it's all wrong, you ought to be able to give me one example. Oh, well, I don't know that much about it. They said, then you, keep, you ought not to run your mouth about something you don't know what you're talking about. I mean, I told him that big bus for big money. You think I care? He's a heretic. And they're all, they're destroying those churches. Anyway, quit you like men. Stand fast in the faith. Be strong. In the faith. What is in the faith? The whole system of doctrine of the word of God. Not one here and one there and one there. Not picking and choosing. The faith. Contend earnestly for the faith once delivered unto the saints. Well, they're not doing it. And that's why they're the churches that you can, that you can have confidence in. They are few and far between. He said, let all your things be done with charity. Now I beseech you, brethren, you know the house of Stephanus, that it is the first fruits of Achaia. Well, that's there about the same area as Macedonia. And that they have addicted themselves to the ministry of the saints. I often thought, wouldn't that be an awful addiction? I just can't help myself. I got to work with the saints of God and help the saints of God. I've known some people that, that are like that. Anybody remember... Uh, out at Metathorpe. I can't think of her name right now, but I will in a minute. 
She was up. You knew her at IBM. She retired. Uh, she was single lady. Never was married. And her apartment that she would keep, she had missionaries in there all the time, staying with her. Uh, I can't think of her name. Out of, yeah. Wonderful woman. She's dead with the Lord now. But I always figured that she was one that would go down as addicted to the ministry of the saints. Ask Mike Powers. He came back here. Him and his family had no place to stay. They moved right in with her. I don't, they had their kids too. Stayed for quite a, I mean, several months until they could find a place to get, get on his feet again because they bowed him out of the church then. They didn't have one person vote for him. I got a vote, uh, a vote of confidence, not one voted for him. Uh, <clears throat> and they went back to Southern Baptist after he left. Anyway, so they have addicted themselves to the ministry of the saints. And isn't that, isn't that a wonderful addiction? Boy, we can get addicted to everything. But how about getting addicted to something like that? That would be wonderful. Well, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to quit right here because I want to finish up the rest of it next week. Uh, I'm going to quit. We got to go to Louisville. And... Uh...